This is the Mysterious Traveler, inviting you to join me on another journey into the strange and terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves, and get comfortable, if you can. Where are we going? You'll find out when we get there. I hope it's not making you nervous being alone with me in the dark. Darkness stirs strange fears in some men, but truth, they say, is stranger than fiction. Take for instance the strange case of a young boy named Billy. Legend of Rex Fury, a man born to the West who died by the guns of evil men. A man whom the fates gave a second chance to ride the range as a specter of justice. The legend of this hellish rider swept like a cold breeze down the spines of those men who hid around campfires at night and feared the light of the law. U.S. Marshal by day, galloping ghostly vigilante by night. This, then, is the legend of the Hell Rider. Up, Spectre. Away. Tonight's tale, Hell Rider meets the Golem. But first, a brief message from the good people at Blue Coal. I'd like to say a few words about hell. Over 50% of old family colds can be traced to uneven heat or overheating in the home. So protect your family's health by burning blue coal, America's finest anthracite. Then you'll be sure of steady, lasting, healthful heat at less cost. The next time you order fuel, ask for blue coal by name. You don't have to get a full supply. Your nearest blue coal dealer will be glad to send you a trial ton. Phone him tomorrow. And now... Act One of Hellrider Meets the Golem. Thank goodness the clouds finally broke. Without the moonlight, I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. What in tarnation are we doing out here in a night like this, anyway? Looking for that bobcat what's been terrorizing my chickens, that's what, Ernie. Look. Up on that cliff over yonder. You must have cat eyes, Harper. I can't... No, wait, I see it. Two fellas struggling, looks like. Did y'all see what I just saw? Shh. Moon just went behind the clouds again. The killer don't know we're here. He's gone. Slipped into the shadows. What are we gonna do about it? We're gonna get on our horses and ride out of here. Like we saw nothing. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, he's right. Did, did you see the size of that there feller? He's big enough to hunt a bear with a switch. I'd hate to have the likes of him coming after me. He was... He was a monster. 
Evening, Marshal. Evening, Sheriff. Your telegraph said you'd be arriving tomorrow. You must have had a fast horse. <laughs> Tell me, to what does our little boom town owe the honor? Nothing official. Here visiting a friend. A fellow by the name of Locke. Matthew Locke? The same. Know him? Yes, sir. He lives just outside of town. Got himself a little two-story place. Say, what's with the folks around here? Or do they always jump at their own shadows? Everybody's uh, plumb scared, I reckon. Scared? Of what exactly? Well, this has always been a quiet town, Marshal. That is, until uh, gold was found up in the hills just over a year ago. Since then, we've had three rather uh, unusual murders. Unusual how? Well, the first one was old Freddie O'Brien. He just struck gold, too. <laughs> Poor Freddie. Never had an ounce of luck in his life till then. He was found at the bottom of a cliff. Arnie Angstrom was found choked to death a few months later. Whoever done it must have been a big one, judging by the hand marks around his neck. It happened outside town, not far from where Freddy was found. Then there was, uh, Dove Harper, not long after. We found him floating downstream, also choked. Looks like the same culprit from marks around his neck. Top it off, folks around here are blowing everything out of proportion, thanks to that little foreign fella staying at the hotel. He's got everyone thinking some kind of... <laughs> Some kind of monsters roaming the countryside, killing folks. Three bodies inside of a year. Any witnesses? A boy named Billy says he saw a monster running across his farm one night, but he didn't know how youngins are. Sheriff, oh, Sheriff. Ah, Marshal, this here is Seville, uh, the one I told you about. Professor Seville. Greetings, Marshal. You're a long way from home, ain't you, Professor? Indeed. Like I said, the, the professor here is chasing the crazy notion that he's just gonna... It's no mere notion, Sheriff. The evidence is clear. I was visiting your country, doing research on the native peoples of this area. When I read of the boy's sighting, I came here immediately. Tell me, Marsha, are you familiar with the explorer Robert Walton? I'm afraid not. All right, let's step into my office if y'all gonna carry on like this. No sense getting townsfolks riled up any more than they already are. Right this way, Marshal. Here you go, Marshal. Have yourself a cup of coffee to wash down that trail dust. <laughs> you come quite a spell, I reckon. How about you, Professor? Or is it a tea you'd prefer? Tea, Chef. But from the looks of things, I doubt you could accommodate... Now then, you were saying, Professor? Captain Walton was my great-uncle, who, during his explorations of the North Pole, during the last century, kept a correspondence with my grandmother. In his letters he spoke of a rather strange occurrence while their ship was frozen in place among an icy passage. He spoke of a man they found nearly dead from the cold, as well as a giant of a man who they'd seen upon the ice as well. The half-dead man turned out to be a Genevan scientist, and the phantom giant out of the ice, which the Genevan himself called a demon, was his own creation. A golem of flesh and bone, hewn from the bodies of dead men, brought back to life by sciences we may never again understand. What? I told you the story was local, Marshal. 
Call it what you will, Sheriff, but the description of the monster the boy saw matches the description of the man my great-uncle described in his letters. The letters have been in my possession since my mother's passing, and I have toiled over their every word till I knew them as I knew my own name. Speaking of names, Professor, did this scientist have a name? Frankenstein, Marshal. Victor Frankenstein. We'll be back for Act Two of Hellrider Meets the Gollum after this word from Ironized Yeast. Sometimes when we're tired, we make mountains out of molehills. We putter around till even the easiest job seems impossible. Now, if you're that tired and pale besides, your doctor may find you have a borderline anemia, resulting from a paranutritional blood deficiency. Then you need Ironized Yeast Tablets. They help build up your strength by building up your red blood cells. So take ironized yeast tablets to get back your color, your vigor, your driving energy. Ironized yeast tablets. And now, Act Two of Hellrider meets the Gollum. Now hold on just a darn minute, Professor. I'm telling you, whoever's responsible for the deaths of them there men weren't no damn monster. A big fella, sure, maybe. That would account for his strength, but... I once saw myself a strong man at a traveling show who could bend himself. Let's not be so hasty, Sheriff. I've seen things in my travels that I can't rightly explain. Thank you, Marshal. But if what you're saying is true, Professor, that would mean the creature is probably a hundred years old. He'd be dead and gone by now. Under normal circumstances, yes. But can a creature made by man, wrought by the very forces of nature, and not possessing a soul... Truly die. Begging your pardon, Sheriff. I've got a message here for... Oh, yes. Come on in, Billy. Marshal, this here's the youngin' who says he's done saw the professor's creature. Howdy, Marshal. Hello, Billy. Is that true, what the Sheriff said? Did you really see this creature? Yes, sir. Like to make me jump out of my skin. And this was well before Mr. O'Brien was thrown off the cliff. It happened one night while I was making sure that our chickens were all put to the roost. I saw this great big fella lumbering off in the distance. He didn't see me, but I sure saw him. I'll never forget those eyes of his. They were practically glowing in the dark. I told folks about it. But all they said was that I was plum loco, even though the newspaper man did a story on me. But that just made people around here poke more fun at me. And it was that very article that fell into my hands, Marshal, which sent me here. And folks stopped laughing once those fellas started turning up dead. Well, Marshal, now that you've heard all this, it all sounds like a bunch of hogwash, doesn't it? Well, Sheriff, these murders do sound like they need more looking into. After I visit Locke, I'll... Did you say Locke, Marshal? You mean Matthew Locke? Yes. In all that excitement, I plumb forgot. But Mr. Locke sent me here to fetch you, Marshal. Billy here is sort of our town's unofficial messenger boy. (laughs) Well, in that case, Billy, won't you lead the way? Professor, it was good meeting you. Will you be staying at the hotel, Marshal? It's already getting late. I'll most likely stay at Matthew's place. Sheriff, I'll be back in the morning to discuss these murders further. Hey, say hello to Matthew and his daughter Meredith for me. 
Will do. Come on, Billy. Here we are, Marshal. Told you it wasn't far. Yes, and it's a nice enough night for a walk. My horse could use a rest after our long ride here. Say, is it always so dark? I... By thunder, Marshal! Someone just threw Mr. Locke out of the second floor window! Stay back, Billy. No pulse. He's dead. His neck! I said stay back. I'm going in. Wait here, and this time I mean it. Yes, sir. United States Marshal, whoever's in there, give yourself up. Whoever it is, he's still upstairs. All right, you, come out and... Somebody pushed me. Stop! Too dark, I missed him. That came from outside. Meredith! Where did you come from? I was just coming back from town. My father, is he... I'm afraid so. His killer must have made off through the back door. Billy, take her, find the sheriff. Let him know I'm going after whoever did this. I have a hunch it's the same man who killed those others. Yes, sir! But my father... I'll see to his killer. I promise. Now go! Okay, they're gone. Better duck around the back of the house and... Nothing. Whoever it was is gone. Probably headed for those hills in the distance. I'll never catch him on foot. <whistles> Easy, Bill. Easy, Spectre. I think it's time for Rex Fury to step aside. And let the Hell Rider ride. Up, Spectre. Away! Good evening, Sheriff. Evening, Professor. Say, if you're here to go on about your monster story again, it's late. I'm tired and I just don't have the strength. Not to worry. This is merely a social call. It seems no one in this town will indulge me in a game of chess. Tell me, do you play? Chess? (laughs) Well, I'm no expert at the game, but I've played a couple times. Sheriff! Sheriff! It's the monster! He done struck again! I knew it was only a matter of time. Now, hold on there, Billy. What are you going on about? It's true, Sheriff. Miss Meredith? What are you saying? Well, maybe not a monster, but definitely the killer. It's her, Pa. The monster's got him just now, and Marshall's gone after it. Here, sit down, young lady. There you go. Tell me what happened. You see, my father and those other men, Engstrom and Harper, saw O'Brien get thrown from that cliff. But they were too scared to say anything, especially with Billy's story of a monster on the loose and the stories that the professor here is filling everyone's heads with. I guess the guilt became too much to bear for my father after the others were killed, so he had me telegraph the marshal. But why contact Fury? Why not come to me? My father and he were old friends from the war. I suppose he was worried someone here in town was committing the murders and didn't trust anyone. Did your father tell you all this? Yes, when he had me send the telegraph the other day. But it was too late, and now my father is... There now, Missy. Here, have some water. Where's Fury now, Billy? 
I don't really know, Sheriff. He told us to come here said he'd be after it. He could be anywhere, I reckon. Well, you two stay put. I'll see if I can catch up with the marshal. He can't have gotten too far on foot, and he'll need all the help he can get. So why not get a posse together, Sheriff? That'll take too long, Billy. Besides, if you're a uh, monsters hiding up in them hills, a posse might be spotted far easier than just one or two men. But my father... I'll see to him, my dear. You? I'm also a doctor of medicine as well. I'll take you as far as Locke's place, Professor, but don't get any ideas of following me beyond that. Man or monster, you'll be seeing it soon enough when we bring it back in shackles. We will return for the third and final pulse-pounding act of Hellrider Meets the Golem after this message from Children's Methamphetamine Vitamins. Say, Mom, are you having trouble getting little Jimmy out of bed in the morning? Is Susie having a hard time paying attention in class? Well, why not try Virol's Children's Chewable Methamphetamine Vitamins, packed with plenty of pep? You're sure to notice a difference. After all, if it was good enough for Dad during the war, it's good enough for your kids. And now, Act 3 of Hellrider Meets the Golem. Bennett! Bennett! Where are you? Here, Sheriff. In the back of the cave. Ah, there you are. Put out that lantern, will you? It'll draw attention. Attention? From who? That's better. The Marshal. He's out there somewhere nosing around, thanks to you. Me? Yeah, he's a friend of Locke's. That was him at the house, you idiot. I was only sticking to the plan, Sheriff. Yeah, well, that blasted Marshal showing up tonight kind of changed the plan. Well, how was I supposed to know that? Living up here in this cave like some kind of animal. I had no idea he was in town. I meant to get up here and tell you to lay low for a while, but he got here a day early. So what do we do now? <laughs> we ain't going to do nothing. Or rather, you ain't. What are you doing with that pistol? Why, my job, of course. The marshal hears the sound of a gunshot, but it'll be a while before it gets here. He's on foot, see? When he does show up, I'll inform him that why, when I found the killer, he put up a fight and I had to put him down. But I ain't got no gun, Sheriff. Who's gonna believe... Believe what? That you're not a threat unarmed? <laughs> why do you think I hired you away from that traveling show? <laughs> You're big as a horse, boy. Plus, you're still in that ridiculous get-up we based off Billy's so-called monster we've been using to keep the town folk too scared to go nosing around. No one will ever doubt that you killed Engstrom or Harper either, judging by the size of you. I've already managed to find Freddy's claim. Once I have it forged to my name, all that gold will be mine. Sheriff... What was that? I don't know. It came from the back of the cave. Who's there? It is I, Sheriff. The Hell Rider. The Hell Rider? Well, I thought he was just a story. 
Yeah, well, story or not, he knows our plan. Come out back there. Light that lantern, Bennett. He can't hide if we're... Wait. What are you... All right. Whoever's back there, the sheriff's dead. And I got the gun now. No! Stay back! You missed, Bennett. But then, you can't kill a ghost, can you? No! Stay back! <laughs> so you see, I heard the shots fired, but by the time I found the cave, the sheriff was already dead. And this Harvey Bennett fellow, who was dressed like your monster, Billy, was unconscious on the cave floor. Even though he was out cold, he was muttering something about the Hell Rider. The Hell Rider? Gosh, Marshal, I sure wish I could have seen him. I think you've seen enough monsters for one lifetime, Billy. Indeed, young lady. Though I must admit that learning the origins of your particular monster is a bit disheartening. But still, my search will continue. You don't honestly believe your monster is still out there, do you, Professor? Until I know for sure, I can't say otherwise. But where did the sheriff even find a fellow like Bennett? He's definitely not a local. Well, when the professor and I were first discussing with the sheriff, he mentioned once seeing a strong man in a traveling show. That was just before Billy here came into this office to fetch me. When he came to, Bennett confessed to being that very man. He said the sheriff offered to pay him a percentage of the gold in Freddie O'Brien's mine if he helped him. Ghastly. Simply ghastly. So, Rex, what are your plans from here? Well, Meredith, I'll at least be sticking around until the new sheriff arrives in a few weeks. And I will, of course, be attending your father's funeral. I'm at your service till then, of course. Bless you. What about you, Professor? Well, with the mystery of your town's monster no longer holding me here, I shall resume my studies upstate. Well, it certainly seems like the fun's all dried up in this town for sure. What in tarnation? That came from the cell area. It sounded like Bennett. Hurry, Marshal, the keys. Marshal, the wall! It's plumb caved in! Stay back, everyone. Bennett, he's dead. Look at his neck! Well, Billy, it would seem our monster is still afoot. You might not want to be leaving so soon, Professor. And as the Hellrider rides off into the night seeking a new adventure, stay tuned for another exciting episode of The Green Llama. Tonight's adventure, The Last Dinosaur, brought to you by... Boy, how many times do I have to tell you? None of these ridiculous radio shows till after your chores are done. But I did my chores, Pa. Did you forget about the chickens? Last we need is some fox to get at them. Oh, gosh, I plumb forgot. Well, boy, get to them before some critter does. Here, chick, 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 chick. Come on now, we gotta get you. 
What in? Up, up sector. Away. No, it, it, it can't be. I must be hearing things. No way I'm telling Pa. He'll ground me from the radio for a month. So the question is, did young Billy's imagination get the better of him? Or is fiction actually stranger than truth after all? Especially in the mind of a young boy, who is now probably old enough to be your grandfather. At what age do we lose the ability to tell the two apart, I wonder? That reminds me of another tale where... Ah, well, another time perhaps. It would seem that this is where you get off. Me? Oh, I have a ways to go yet, for I am the mysterious traveler. You've been listening to the new tales of the mysterious traveler. The Hellrider Meets the Gollum was written by Paul Schultz, inspired by a story by Ray Crank and Dick Ayers. The mysterious traveler and the original story are in the public domain. The New Tales of the Mysterious Traveler and The Hellrider Meets the Gollum are copyright Big Broccoli Studios. For more podcasts from Big Broccoli Studios, visit BigBroccoliStudios.com. This episode stars the voice talents of Nick Havert, John Hutchinson, M.P. Cavalier, Andy Wright, Emmy Regal, Steve Vinson, Amy Bloom, Superfan James, and Paul Schultz. The Hellrider's theme was created by M.P. Cavalier. As always, thanks for listening.